0: It's the Snazzy Lifestyle with Keisha B and Tamisha Miller every Monday at 6 a.m. It's the Snazzy Lifestyle Podcast with Keisha B and Tamisha Miller. It's Monday, March 20th, top of the morning to you all. And thank you for tuning in today. Be careful out there. It's a crazy, crazy world. What's up, Tamisha? Hey,
1: Keisha. Happy Monday. Starting my week off, right? I got up, I took my ginger shots. Now I'm sitting here drinking my green tea, lemon and honey. You know, gotta get start off the week right. And I know. Uh, I tell you today, right now in Florida, it's going to be 51 degrees today. Why are
0: you bragging? <laughs> you think that's good? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> been Let's say so something. Yesterday, Sunday, it was like 20 degrees outside it out <laughs> oh my goodness it was so cold and I'm like wait a minute it's March can't wow. be serious yeah I woke up today too I um took my black seed oil my um sea moss my olive oregano you know the usual yeah uh, geez it's crazy out here
1: oh wow yeah. you said ragged. that's that's low for us because usually we're in the 80s so um that's gonna be cold weather we'll get back to the 80s like on Tuesday Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes, I can't wait.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, So let's see what we're talking about today. It's the mysterious death of Rashim Carter, who was found in the woods in Mississippi, and also how to sustain a successful love relationship. And we also have an interview with therapist Julie Hall on the benefits of marriage therapy. Yes, we all need it at some point. Right, Tamisha? (laughs) Yes, yes,
1: yes. And we will have the best fruits and vegetables to consume in spring and summertime. And heal thyself. Three-day juice detox plan.
0: Oh, oh, I hope you guys are ready for this. Yes. <laughs> so now the weekend. I know you saw my post on, on, on IG. Um, what I did last weekend. I was outside tasting food from Black-owned businesses. Mm. And let me tell you, Tamisha, I went to um to Cloudy Donuts because Styles P from the Lox and his wife Audra Styles said to go there. <laughs> you know they're big on health and stuff like that. You know they're vegan. Yeah. So I went out to Brooklyn, all the way from Yonkers. I had to go taste these donuts from Cloudy Donuts, and I'm telling you, Tamisha, these donuts were so good. It was like you was on cloud nine. They were so fluffy and soft. Mm. <laughs> Yo, I got about 12 of them. I got like a toasted coconut, the strawberry wow. champagne, cookie butter, blueberry, mm. and a few others. It was so, so good. It was, I tell you, it was like a down pillow. It was so soft when you just fit into it.
1: Wow. That's
0: I saw great. your photos. I was like, wow, donuts. Those look
1: good. They look
0: good. I don't eat donuts, but they, you know, I'm, I'm vegan. So I'm like, let me go try them, you know? Right. And yeah. I never had a vegan donut before a day in my life. Wow. But I did have, you know, donuts that wasn't vegan. Mm-hmm. And the non vegan ones, when you eat them, they're so sweet. They're like heavy. You got your like a whole gallon of water just to dilute the sugar that you say.
1: Yeah, I stay away from donuts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But it wasn't like that with this one at all. It was just so tasty. Mm. It was really, really good. I commend. I want everybody to go out there, support the black-owned business. They're located in Brooklyn. Just Google them. They're called Cloudy Donuts. And the hospitality was amazing because Ooh, you know nice. some black businesses, the hospitality now it sucks. You know, yeah. Treat you when you walk in. They have nasty attitudes and stuff like that. Yes. Hospitality was awesome. We took a picture together. Even her husband. I was like, I'm, I came from Yonkers to Brooklyn. He said, what? I said, yes, because people for me to come here. He was like, oh, my gosh. He gave me a hug. Oh, thank you so much. I like, yes. I tried yes. for food to eat, yo.
1: I <laughs> love it. You love it. You love that.
0: It was so, so good. And of course, I hit up my Juices for Life, got my little juice and stuff like that. You know, on the weekends, I try to support, you know, Black and Hispanic, you know, people, yeah. you know? That's what yeah. we have to do, you know what I'm saying? But it was Definitely. good. I wish you could taste that, to me Tamisha. They need one down there in Florida for real. Yeah, well, you have to mail me one.
1: I don't know. How, uh, yes. But we have to mail me one, or the next time I come to New York, we make that a thing. We have to yes. get the donuts.
0: Yes, we have to have to go. Definitely. Yes. Well, what did you do?
1: My weekend was filled with Lucky Charms and green clovers. Oh. Oh <laughs> we went downtown to Tampa. They um, turned the river green for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, so that was something different, and everyone's out and. They're enjoying the 80 degree weather and eating and drinking and cocktails and, you know, and then Saturday evening, I have a friend that moved down here from NYC and she sells plates. So we went over there and we had some home cooked macaroni and cheese and I had
0: some cornbread. my gosh. You just rubbed it in.
1: It was delicious because, you know, this is the South. So, you know. I no, that mac cheese was good, right? Yeah, it was really, really oh good. Oh, God. Oh, it was so good. And the cornbread was so good. It was nice and fluffy. Oh, my God. And gosh. it was homemade. And, you know, she was really nice. We wanted to support her with her business, what she was doing. Right. And so, um, yeah, she said she was making plates and... You know, Sunday self care. You know, had to get back on the get back on (laughs) juices (laughs) for all the cornbread and stuff. You know, (laughs) get my my juice uh, detox on, do some exfoliating, right? You know, some
0: did some laundry and some cleaning, and you know, get ready for
1: the week. You know, and here we are. I'm telling
0: you. Actually, yesterday my um, hubby actually gave me a pedicure, which is so cool. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so that cool. is cool. I like when he does my pedicure because he does them better than the Asians, for real, for real. Oh, nice. Yeah, really, he does it better. Like, let we me take his out. time. <laughs> <laughs> he takes his time, like for real. Them Asians, are like one, two, three, bye. Next, right? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Okay. So we're gonna talk about. Um, this mysterious death of Rasheem Carter, his body was found in the woods in Mississippi. Now, listen to this. Rasheem Carter, who was 25 years old, and he was a welder from Fayette, Mississippi. He was in Taylorsville, and that's about 100 miles away from his house. He was working on a short-term contract gig. His mother said he was saving money to reopen his seafood restaurant which closed during the pandemic and which was named after his seven-year-old daughter, Callie. Mm. So his mother said that was his goal, you know? That's why he went back out to work. So she worked hard to provide for his daughter, also paying for her private school tuition. And that's a lot of money because you know private school is no job, you know? But while he was at the job site in October of 2022, his mother Mm -hmm. said Mm -hmm. that he called and he had a disagreement with, like, a co-worker at his job so he fled, fearing for his life. So while he was on the phone with his mother, he told his mother, I got these men trying to kill me. And he was being chased by white men hurling racial slurs. Yeah. Oh, oh, so she advised him to go to the nearest police station for help. But she lost contact with him right after that. So on October 2nd of 2022 was the last day his mother heard from him. On November 2nd, authorities said they found his remains in a wooded area south of Taylorsville, Mm -hmm. Mississippi. In a statement on Facebook a day later, the Smith County Sheriff's Department said it had no reason to believe foul play was involved, though the case was under investigation. So now you have three members of his family that said authorities told them that wild animals may have torn his body apart. (sighs) Right. So Rashim family members said he was in so many different pieces. The police told them that when Rashim went there and died, that the animals were feeding off of him. Like, come on. Really? Really? No. So on Monday, March 13th, mm-hmm. that just passed. Right. His loved ones and the attorney, Ben Crump, slammed all the authorities for stonewalling them for more than four months. And for the initial determination saying that they believe that he was the victim of a brutal hate crime. Because that's what it's looking like.
1: hmm So, yes. this,
0: so, <laughs> so Crump said at a news conference, somebody murdered Rashim Carter and we cannot let them get away with this. Crump urged the Justice Department on Monday to take over the investigation as a civil rights case as he revealed photographs of Carter's skeletal remains, including his skull and some vertebrae. Mm-hmm. This was not a natural death, Crump said. This represents a young man who was killed. Crump told reporters that he believes Carter's head was severed from his body Mm -hmm. and that his spinal cord was found in another location away from his head. Now, his front teeth were missing from the top and the bottom rows, which Carter's family said that could could indicate that he was assaulted before he died. Mm -hmm. There's nothing natural about this at all. It screams out for justice, Crump said. What we have is a Mississippi lynching. This is crazy. Yes. This, this is, is like brilliant. like my first time hearing about it. Right. I don't. I didn't even hear about it last twenty. What twenty twenty two? I never hear about this. Yeah. So I'm like, what is going on? This reminds me of the Emmett Till almost, right? When they running him down and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I was. Um. It's
1: heartbreaking. I was just in tears when I read this. I could just just was getting chills.
0: Like I I don't get it. He, he's a 25 year old black man trying to provide for his daughter and his family and in this well you can't say in this day and age because look what's going on you know yes. Trump supporters they're right, thinking that we're all so bad for everything that we're trying to accomplish right and it's just so terrible it is terrible and the fact that
1: the fact that he was on the phone with his mother mm-hmm. and he was telling her that they were yelling racial slurs and then he didn't never came home that goes to show you right there
0: right then and there and they're acting like oh it's nothing he just wound up in the woods somewhere and the animals was feeding off of him. Really? How no. did he get there? Right. How did he get there? And, you know, he's he's at work and it's his co-worker that who actually was running him down. Right. So where's the co-workers at? Did you interview these co-workers? What's going on?
1: Hmm. We will have to continue to follow. Yeah, we team. have to see. The info? Yeah.
0: This is my first time I like, actually really hear about it. Yeah. Like, I never heard it. Have, have you heard about this? No, I never heard about it. Mm-mm. And this was in 2022 of October, November. Wow. It's so sad. It's like we have to watch our young boys, me even too. the 20s or 30s, 40s. We still have to watch yes. them.
1: Yes. No matter what age you are, I still have to give them a talk and call them constantly. You know, I'm yeah. always checking on my son. Give me a call. Even though um he's 25, I'm still always want him call me this, that, when I don't hear from him, I get, you know, I get scared because, yeah. you know, he's a black man yes. and he's out there living his life and... We can have police, you know, contact. Yes. So we always have, you know, talks and stay on it. <laughs> yes. About what you're doing, calling, you know, stay, yeah. like, keep in contact with me, let me know your move, you know.
0: Exactly. And that's the same thing with her and her son. She said that um, they spoke to each other every single day for hours. And see, that's how you know, because you
1: know your children. Yeah. You know your children.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Something has to be done. And I hope it is. it actually gets done. And we're going to actually put that out there to make sure that, you know, people see this as well because this is not good. It's yeah. a straight up lynching in Mississippi. That's just what it is, you know? But, um, yeah. So, let's talk about committed relationships or marriage. How to sustain a wonderful relationship, you know? um, Like I said, hubby gave me a, a pedicure, you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> right, that's one way that's definitely what? to sustain a successful relationship.
0: Yeah, you know, for like, so um like they, they said to spend time apart. Do you spend time apart? Yeah, a little bit. Like
1: yeah, right? you know, when you go to work and yeah. you know, we have things like that we have to do. That's your time apart.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because, like, to be together all the time is sometimes it just like hinders a lot of, you know, you just need like yeah. space. Because you want to miss the person, you know. Yeah. You're not, you, you
1: see them, you're happy to see them. It's a different kind of love, you yeah. know, because you haven't been together all day up under each other all day.
0: Exactly. You know, I That's
1: actually true. sent this to um, my son. I <laughs> <laughs> told him to listen to it because, you know, he's young <laughs> and he needs to learn how to sustain a successful love relationship. Yep.
0: Yeah, and, and don't go from, like, one person to the next to the next to the next, you know? Yeah. Try to make that work. It's so true. And, like, even with sleeping, you know, like, I go sleep around the same time, you know, as you go sleep as well, because I think that's best. You know, yes. they said that um, 75% of couples don't go to bed together, which has negative effects. Um, it has, like, mixed, mismatched sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. It, it um, brings conflict, less conversation, you know, less yes. sex, you know. Yeah, so, I agree,
1: totally. Yeah, yeah.
0: so you really have to go to bed at the same time, you know. It's it's not like, okay, we're in, in the bed and I'm working on a project and he watching Netflix. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. You know, go to bed, lay down, wind down together, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. That's what you have to do. And you have a better night's sleep when you do that. Exactly. But I mean, sometimes we're not all like one is probably like a night owl I so yes. go to bed early, you know mm-hmm. but you have to know how to compromise that as well
1: yeah you do because it will take a toll like have you ever fell asleep on the couch and then yes. your puppy fell asleep you know, um, well you was in the bed and he fell asleep on the couch and y'all yes. wake up y'all feel like y'all missed the whole night
0: meeting yeah, 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 it's so true mm-hmm. it's so true and they also it's like to be vulnerable, you know like talk about things that you know affect you you know, cause a lot of people don't talk in a relationship. Yeah, uh, I don't talk about it. They better go talk to their girlfriend about it. You know, right? And that's not cool. Cause you need to talk to your spouse. <laughs> yes, they—they're the
1: person that needs to know because you have to live with this person. You have to see this person.
0: Yeah, yeah. like
1: really downloading, like downloading all the stuff that happened. You know, mm-hmm. for the day.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and to be spontaneous.
1: <laughs> right. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely be spontaneous. spontaneous you, gotta- you know. Spice in the in the relationship. Exactly, the
0: exactly. I mean, like besides like you know, love and sex and all that. You know, how about going out like rock climbing and stuff? Like I see you do a, a, a lot of things, especially because yo, you just moved down in Florida and stuff like that. You know, you guys going out here and there, and here and there, which is great. You know what I'm saying? You build better that way, especially into yeah, a new in, state. Yeah,
1: and we have a thing where we be like, well, who's leading out? Daryl's been leading out a lot, meaning. He come up with all of this stuff and, and I'll be like okay let's go You know, okay let's go so we do stuff like that and then maybe I'll lead out one week I'll be like okay I'm gonna pick like where we eat or what right. we walk around to and we do stuff like that so right. everybody gets a chance to you know pick where they might want to go or you know right. I got something over here I want to try like that
0: yeah it's so true it's so true and also like I hate when you see like or you, you know, have friends or family and they're always talking negative about their spouse. Like, yes. is there anything positive you gotta say about them? Right, yes, yes. You think like, you should never do that. Never do that. Never. Because right. mm-hmm. you're always gonna be in that negative space all the time. Right. I mean, I mean, your spouse has to do something positive for you to keep being with them at right. some point.
1: <laughs> yeah, so don't come out with that. Don't lean out, <laughs> don't lean out with the positive. <laughs> 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 That's true. That was a good point, Keish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. I see it too many times. It's, it's like, damn, so what do he and she do? Right. You keep saying this and this and that. So why are you still there? What they do, do What do they do positive that you like because that you, that you are still there? Right. You know? Hmm. So yeah, you got to talk nice, you know? Don't yell and shout and stuff like that. It just gets so, like, consuming. Use your inside voice. Yeah, 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 right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I say that too because when people who have a nine to five, they go to work, they do not yell at their boss, they don't disrespect the boss, they do nothing like that with their Mm -hmm. boss, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing at all, right? So why you can't do the same thing to your spouse? Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: Have the same respect that you have. Yes, yes. They they don't do that. Mm -hmm. So think about that. You at work. Yes, boss. No, boss. Yes, 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 yes. You come home. Oh, I can't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh true. yeah.
1: It's true. You're right. Same thing. Keep that same attitude that you have at work. Keep it going when you get home. Exactly. Yep.
0: Simple. You know? Um, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but up next is our interview with marriage therapist Julie Hall. This is a great interview, guys. Um, you're going to enjoy it so um, stay tuned that's coming up next it's the snazzy lifestyle I'm Keisha B and today I have with me Julie Hall hi Julie how are you
2: hi I'm doing well it's good to be here
0: good good thank you for um being on our platform and um so you are a
2: therapist that's right that's right
0: And what kind of therapist are you?
2: So I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. So I work with couples, I work with families, individuals on all kinds of things, mostly relational dynamics, sometimes, um, you know, particular topical areas like anxiety, depression, fertility, grief, trauma. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. That's interesting. So with with marriage counseling, how do you know that you actually need marriage counseling? Because I heard sometimes they say to go to a marriage counselor even before you get married.
2: That's a great question, Tisha. I would say um, going to a a marriage counselor or marital therapist prior to getting married can be really, really helpful because uh, oftentimes we, you know, are in the kind of throes of you know, our relationship or even wedding planning. And we haven't necessarily talked through some of the really important aspects of building up a healthy marriage, like things like finances, right? How do we navigate finances together? Or, you know, what are our ideas of, you know, roles in a relationship? right gender roles in a relationship or what are some of the family dynamics that are important for us to discuss and you know get an understanding around before we actually get married and kind of commit to this new life together right so just some of the things that wouldn't necessarily come up in depth organically marital therapy can help address that and, and or and I would we would really call that premarital counseling
0: uh, okay, mm-hmm. and that's best to have because you get to know your partner even better, and I guess that will um exit out all those questions. In
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly, it's just I think a wise thing to consider, um, you, you know, so that you're walking in uh to a, a marriage kind of eyes open, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a deeper understanding.
0: So by doing so, um. Does the marriage last longer when you do that prior to getting married? Or...
2: That's a great question, too. I, <laughs> I don't know if there are necessarily studies out there that show that... And there probably should be your statistics around if you've you know, engaged in premarital counseling, the, the, the stats communicate that your relationship will be more successful. I would say anecdotally, absolutely, yes. Because you are you know engaged in that kind of introspective work right where you're looking at yourself you're getting more curious about yourself you're getting a deeper understanding of your partner that can only you know lead to a more successful marriage and relationship
0: right yeah uh, that. that's the best thing to do
2: <laughs> yeah yeah if you can i think you, it's it's really really helpful
0: what is the divorce rate? Because even when you go to marriage counseling, you know, um, it's not like 100 percent, you know. So even when people go to marriage counseling, what is the divorce rate?
2: Yeah, I think I think generally uh, divorce rates these days are, are pretty significant. I would say maybe like, you know, 40 percent. Yeah. They can be really high and, um, you know, those are statistics that we can look up, but it's, it's, it's pretty significant, you know? And, um, I think that has, uh, yeah. So, you know, I think that has, um, yeah. 41% of all first marriages.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, can end in divorce or separation. Um, and so again there are a lot of factors that um that are associated with that and that doesn't necessarily take into account different demographics and if you kind Mm -hmm. of broke that down to different communities that number might look different you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: Wow, that's interesting. So as far as dealing with, um, and I see that you deal with teens as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with teens? Because I believe teens need a lot of, you know, guidance, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially um, nowadays.
2: Yeah, I think with, with teens, um, uh, teens especially now, I think post-pandemic or having yeah. gone through the pandemic, I've seen a real uptick in anxiety uptick and depressive symptoms um uptick and even like suicidal ideation Um, so when i work with teens what i really try to do is um first and foremost just build safety with with you know with with them as far as just really trying to make the space safe for them to really get honest about what it is that they're dealing with right because You know often and certainly adults can do this also but you know they can put up a mask or they can put up a front right as far as just you know that they're okay and so we really want to try to make this space safe enough for them to get honest because the more honest they are right the, Mm -hmm. the the more opportunity that we have to actually help right and so as they get honest what we then try to practice is um you know the way that I language it is like what are some of the stories that they are telling themselves about themselves like things like I'm not good enough right or I'm a failure or I'm not loved or like I really try to tap into some of those really vulnerable stories and then what we really try to practice is how do I really sort of critically evaluate whether that story is accurate Mm. Right. And where did that story come from? You know, and how do we, you know, develop uh, a more accurate narrative for who they are? Mm -hmm. right for who they are and what they are capable of and we really try to kind of build up for them their i describe it as like their internal resources like what do they have within them like the resilience they have within them like the problem solving that they have within them and then their external resources like building up their own their support system building up for them like a like a a support system of people in their lives whether it be their caregivers their parents their guardians a teacher a coach um so that they 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 remember that in the midst of things that are hard that they're not alone right that they're not alone yeah wow
0: do you do you set up goals for every client that you're with
2: I do. I do. And I really try to co-create that with them. I think up front when we do an intake or an assessment, I try to ask a client what it is that brings them into the space, what it is that's going on in their life that is bringing them into a space where they're looking for more support. And the, the way that I try to language it is, if therapy were successful for you, what would be different in your life? right? What would be different in your life? What would feel different? What would look different? Right? What would be different in your life to help them really kind of almost even visualize it too, right? Right. You know, as they're trying to put words to their goals, because sometimes that can be hard to articulate, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Wow. Um, as far as mental health go as well, you know, from teenagers to adults. Um, there's so many like suicides going on and people just going crazy like you know, fighting people or shooting people. You know, um mm-hmm. how do you do you have how how do you cope with individuals like that?
2: Um, and when you say individuals like that, tell me what you
0: mean. Like um yeah like mentally, um mm-hmm. there are they, they are mental mentally challenged challenged individuals, you know, who um who their that their mentals are so like out there.
2: Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, like I think to some extent there can be real psychological um whether it be personality disorder, whether mm-hmm. it be mood disorders, mm-hmm. um that can be uh, a real thing that people are navigating, and I would say they, t- some of them, will need a kind of higher level of care. Right? I would refer them, whether it be to inpatient treatment or a pretty rigorous outpatient treatment. I would have them have an assessment. Um, you know, get assessed through a psychiatrist, um, someone who could potentially. Prescribe medication if that would be helpful with regard to a particular uh, uh, mood or psychological uh, personality disorder.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, wow.
0: yeah. I want to touch on the marriage again because what through, through your um, through your field in your office, right? What's the percentage rate that the marriage is going to be successful?
2: you're so good Keisha Um, the percentage rate I I, I don't know I don't know as far as you know like uh, putting a percentage on it What I will say yeah go ahead
0: like do they come back and and say oh Julie we um, got divorced
2: (laughs) oh right 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 Um, you know as far as just couples that I have seen yeah uh, I think most of the couples that I have seen generally uh stay together they generally have stayed together there have been a couple of uh, you know couples that i have seen in which their relationship has ended in divorce but primarily mm-hmm. those couples have um you know have kind of moved through their issues or kind of continue to move through their issues um and you know i think it also depends on when you are actually coming into the therapeutic space right some couples come into the therapeutic space um, as, you know, and they will even admit it as a last ditch effort, right? Yes. As like, uh, you know, we we pretty much, you know, I've got a foot and a half out the door, wow. but I'm gonna try this. D- does that make sense? Yes. Or, yes. you know, one, one person in the marital relationship has a foot and a half at the door, yeah. right? So, you know, in those cases, it is, more likely that that relationship will not end successfully, right? right? Because you're, you're already at a point in the relationship where so much trust has been broken. There's so much rupture. And, um, and so to really come back from that is, it, it, you know, is, is incredibly difficult. Right. That's nice. Um, And then, you know, that then there's, Then there are couples who are coming in um, where they're maybe not in such crisis and there's still some, you know, love and respect that we can uh, draw upon, Mm -hmm. right? In, um, you know, in the therapeutic space, right? That there is some left and so we can utilize that in order to really build up their sense of safety and connection with one another right so i always say uh, you know if i were to kind of boil down like the, the the my number one characteristic in a healthy relationship or a healthy marriage it wouldn't necessarily be love it wouldn't be communication it wouldn't be respect from my work with clients what it is is humility Ooh, interesting. Me- meaning yeah meaning if if I can actually, you know, if I'm a, you know, one half of a partner or a couple in the relationship, and if I can actually look at what's going on on my side of the street, mm-hmm. rather than pointing the finger at my partner and saying, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, mm-hmm. the more that I can actually kind of look within myself and say, how have I contributed to a lack of safety emotionally or a lack of connection? Right, that is a real kind of uh, that is a a, a powerful connector between between couples. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the more that I do that, the more my partner is actually going to soften and start to say, well, it's not all you, it's actually me too. Mm -hmm. Right. There are ways that I've been contributing too, and all of a sudden we're having a different conversation. It's it's not it's not all about blame. Right, mm-hmm. We're starting to have a more fruitful conversation about what has really been happening. Does that make sense what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's, that's deeply into humility. Um, A lot of respect as well too, but yes, 100%. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: how do you diagnose PTSD? Because everyone goes, oh, I have PTSD, oh, I have PTSD. You know, like everybody has PTSD nowadays, you know, like it's so common. But how do you actually diagnose that?
2: Uh, that's a great question. Um, PTSD has very like specific, um, symptomology to it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, y- you know, as far as the, the diagnosis of PTSD there, the, the symptoms include, uh, things like, um, uh, uh things like sensory, mm-hmm. um, sensory challenges. So, um, uh, like an example of that would be um, like certain smells or certain um, certain uh, sights, right? They can actually kind of trigger a place in me that says I am unsafe, right? Even though I may be in a place where I am okay, right? I am okay, right? But there is something that can activate me just based on where I am based on kind of my sensory experience, right? Then there are things like, uh, for PTSD, flashbacks, right? Mm -hmm. If you're experiencing flashbacks that are very vivid, that is a symptomology of PTSD. Or things like intrusive thoughts, like I can't get this image out of my mind. Um, Things like nightmares, You know, I mentioned triggers and things like just like the physiology, things like uh, sweating or nausea or maybe things like chronic pain. Right. So um, there are kind of real there, there are very kind of specific things that we look for when we are diagnosing PTSD and PTSD is generally pretty acute. Right. right meaning like it's um like it, it can be quite severe versus you know what it looks like to be navigating um trauma right and, right. and to some extent all of us kind of have navigated uh, tra- trauma and the way that i the definition that i use of trauma and i take this from an incredible author his name is res momenticum
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and he says that trauma is really anything that happened to us that was either too much too fast too much too long or not enough too long Mm -hmm. where we did not receive adequate support or resources okay so anything that happened to us that was too much too fast too much too long or not enough too long Mm -hmm. okay so that's kind of Trauma, but post traumatic stress disorder is like a very specific kind of diagnosis um, that you know, is generally kind of triggered by something very specific, like a particular event. And the PTSD is, is the activation from that particular event.
0: Uh, okay. Um, so, do you recommend most people to go to therapy? Because a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm, I'm not going to therapy. I need you know, a therapist. You know, I can do it my, myself. But be, you know."
2: So. Absolutely, Keisha. I mean, I don't know. You know, you may not know some of my story, but you know, I grew up in a household where uh, therapy was 1,000 percent not affirmed. If you were going to therapy, it meant you were crazy. Crazy. It meant yes. You were. <laughs> You know, it was not something that, you know, now it's a little bit more mainstream, but um, I think, you know, in my culture, you know, in my kind of growing, in my space growing up, it was Mm -hmm. something that was somewhat shameful, right? Nobody talked about that, you know, you don't want to talk about that person who's going to therapy, right? And then, um, and, uh, and so... Uh, I think that really does us a disservice, right? And and I get it, and yet I think it does us a disservice because I will say that when I finally did for myself go to therapy, uh, it was like the floodgates opened. I was like, what is this thing? This is amazing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Like I had no idea how much I was, you know, navigating emotionally right? Because nobody saw that, right? Nobody saw that. It wasn't like, you know, the way that we go to do- the doctor for things that happen to us physically, right? right. That's something that, you know, of course, I would go to the doctor if I was experiencing a physical pain, right. right? And yet the emotional pain, because nobody really sees it, we, you know, are often given the message that we have to navigate it by ourselves. And so I really believe if you can make the an appropriate connection if you can really make a connection between therapists between you and a therapist it 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 can only benefit you it can only benefit you because um, I think particularly when we've gone through things in life um, what can be really helpful even just baseline what can be really helpful is someone on the other side saying That must have been really, really hard, right? Right. Having what we describe as an empathetic witness, Right. right? A witness to what we went through that helps us recognize that we have been through some things. And those things that we have been through have impacted how we see ourselves and how we see the world around us and how we show up in relationships. And and then a therapist can help us also identify the places in which we are blocked. Mm. Right. Things like limiting beliefs. Right. Mm. What are these ideas that we have held that are not serving us well? What are the behaviors that we are, you know, showing up with that are no longer serving us well, Mm -hmm. right? What are the traumas that we have gone through that we've never talked about, right? right? Or that we've never even brought to light for some healing. Yeah. Wow. So,
0: how long should someone actually see you? Like, I know there's some time frame, you know. I know people who go to therapy for like five, six years now, you know.
2: Right, right. <laughs> you know, so what's yeah. I mean, that's a great question too. I think that's a really great question too. I would say that, you know, it depends. Um, I try to engage clients in a way in which they are not, certainly not seeing me with a, um, with a high level of frequency for, you know, more than, you know, let's say six months to a, to a a year. And that's not to say we can't have periodic check-ins over the course of years, um, and it also depends, like if you are actually navigating a significant trauma or an acute stress, then that might have to shift um, or we might have to, to just reevaluate frequency. But the intention of the therapeutic space is that you no longer, you know, are, are have that kind of um, you no longer need right to be in that space because you have. You are you are now empowered, right? And that's the, the the intention of my work with clients is to really give them a sense of empowerment so that they can go out on their own and do the thing, right? And practice these um, these new moves, right? Practice these skills, right? Um, whether it be in relationship or otherwise. And when you give them these
0: projects, like the homework to do and they don't actually do it you know how do you go about that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah it's again such a great question i i always say i can i can't work harder than my
0: client
2: mm. you, you know what i mean yeah. i can i can only work as hard as my client is showing up right where mm-hmm. the couple is showing up mm-hmm. you know and so you know, even when a, a client says to me, oh, you know, this has been, I, I you, you've helped me so much. And I, I really do genuinely, sincerely turn it back on them and say, it's been really your work. And I've been holding the space and helping you process and move through. But Again, therapy is only as, as powerful and as effective as what the client brings, you know? Right. So um, I, I don't, I try not to be incredibly directive or, you know, I also am not uh, like shaming in my space with clients as far as if they didn't get to it, they have their good reasons for it. We have to kind of unpack their blocks. What has blocked them from really? practicing the work right and let's get curious about what has blocked you
0: mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. so it's woman's month
2: mm-hmm.
0: what do you have to say for the woman you know <laughs>
2: um that's such a great question you know i think women are um uh, amazing women are amazing and um you know, that might even make me emotional putting words to that. I grew up with um, a single mom, you know, um, because my father passed away when I was young and she didn't know how to do Anything she didn't know anything outside of just going to work and come back. She really relied on my father for a lot of those things as far as financial, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, to navigating finances, like taking care of the the home. We had we had another property, taking care of the car, mm-hmm. and um, and and that and then years later, right? My mom being a single mom, uh, you know, I would say it was her right it was my mom who taught me how to you know save for my retirement it was my mom who taught me how to change the oil in my car right Mm -hmm. so yeah it was and and it was her resilience her strength that um really you know, uh, helped me kind of be the person that I am. Right. And I think that is really the strength of a woman, right. The strength of women, what we have within us. And, um, and so I just have utmost respect for, you know, the women in my life and what women have had to overcome truly, right. As far as, um, you know, oppression and, and what we've, had to um move through in order to um build success and make space for ourselves and claim the space at the tables and everywhere else right yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how can someone stay intact
0: like stay focused without going to therapy because not everyone can go to, to um can go to therapy you know due to like financial situations or what have you so if they really can't get to a therapist what can they do at home?
2: Oh, sure. I mean, there's a lot out there, right? Which I'm so grateful for these days. There are things like podcasts, like what you do, Keisha, mm-hmm. like the in the content that you put out for people, right? Um, you know, wonderful podcasts out there, books out there, you know, that um, um, that really kind of can help people tap into um their own stories tap into a deeper understanding of themselves. Um, you know, I would say um, engage wise people in your life, mm. right? You know, um, I I truly believe in like the the experience of mentorship, mm-hmm. right? I have two mentors in my life, you know. So really engaging wise people in your life to um, to talk with to. Mm-hmm. Um, hold space with too but i do think it's really important for us to just practice that reflection on ourselves right i have to really start self-reflecting before i point the finger in anybody else
0: absolutely so um can you recommend any books to read actually talk about books.
2: um yeah uh, my grandmother's hands by breast amazing book. Okay. Um it's called My Grandmother's Hands. Um, I thought you told, you told I thought you saw
0: about your grandmother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, no, no. That's the name of the book. <laughs> uh, no, it's the name of the book. And it's an amazing book. Uh, there's a book called Boundaries um, by Henry Cloud. That's an incredible book. Uh, there's a book called um, The Road Back to You. It's written by um, two authors Suzanne Stabil and um, Ian Cron. Uh, There's a book called What Happened to You. Mm. um, And that was written by um, I think his name is Bruce Perry Mm -hmm. and uh, co-authored by Oprah, actually. Oh, wow. Uh Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, those are just a few that I'm thinking of um, off the top. And those are really, really, I think, just powerful books. Right.
0: So just a couple more questions. I need to ask you this question. Of course. You're a therapist. you have a therapist?
2: I do. (laughs) Yes. All
0: therapists have therapists. Yes. Yes.
2: I think it's wise (laughs) in our line of work. (laughs)
0: so how can someone contact you uh, you know to reach out to you to actually get some therapy from you and do you also do online therapy as well
2: Uh, I do I do I do zoom sessions Um, you can just contact me on my website juliehalltherapy.com you can email me at juliehalltherapy at gmail.com
0: and you're located where
2: I'm located in Stanford Connecticut a wonderful Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. How many years have you been doing this, Julie? Uh, about a decade. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. And that's <laughs> and that's what you've been doing solely for 10 years, solely just therapy.
2: That's right. And it's, right. um, I'm you know, I can share more about my story another time, but it right. was an entire career change for me. So 10 years before then, I was working in tech and, um, And it was really my own personal journey in therapy and going through a lot of fertility issues that I um, really found a calling to be on the other side with people, supporting them and um, helping people kind of navigate their, you know, just challenges of life.
0: Right. So during that time using therapy yourself and you decided. That's right. Good. that's awesome
2: that's right that's right thank like, you and you just
0: took that jump and just went right in that's amazing
2: i did i did i did um, and look at
0: you now that's so amazing wow. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> i'd like to thank you so much julie for talking to us today i mean it's been Happy great because everyone needs therapy and i would like you to leave us with something before you go something positive whatever you have to say to the world
2: I just think um, for me, one of the things that's just so important is leading from a place of compassion, right? So I kind of have what I call my three C's, and that is curiosity, right? Just getting curious with self, with people. And from that place, as I start to recognize that the story is deeper, how do I actually put compassion onto that story? To have compassion on my own story, put compassion on the stories of other people. And then my third C is courage, right? So from that place, what does it look like for me to stretch myself in just incremental ways, to continue to move forward, to continue to grow in my own healing health journey?
0: amazing <laughs> Julie Hall thank you so much for, oh, for me sure
2: out. for sure yeah. thank you Keisha thank you for everything that you do to support your listeners and I'm happy to be here
0: so that was Julie Hall wasn't she amazing at some point you might just need her so contact her Yeah. Um, she is very very good okay I don't know if you're married or not but just just contact her because she will work everything out for you guys you mm-hmm. know yeah, super duper good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Man. So guys, let's talk about the best fruit and vegetables to consume in the spring and
0: the summer. Yes, the please tell me. Tamisha, wait a second. Yeah. I've been going to a tour market and these fruits look horrible. So please let, let us know what's the best fruits to eat. Okay, so eat. for the spring, uh, there are 26
1: best vegetables. Oh, wow. Yes, so you have vegetables and you have your fruits, right? Mm -hmm. So you have apples, apricots, asparagus, avocados, bananas, broccoli, Mm -hmm. carrots, celery, collard greens, garlic. Garlic is very good for the spring. Kale, kiwi, lemons. I know, lettuce, right? (laughs) (laughs) Lettuce, (laughs) because you know lettuce is water. Lettuce, romaine lettuce. Limes, mushrooms, onions, peas, pineapples, radishes, rhubarb, spinach, strawberries, Swiss chard, and turnips.
0: And what's rhubarb?
1: Rhubarb is like, mm, it's like a a green thing. Kind of like a Swiss chard.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, kind of like a Swiss chard. Okay. And kind of like a beet. I think they're in that kind of... In that family? In that family. They're rough, like rough, roughage, yeah. Okay. hmm And
0: those are the springtime and summer vegetables. Those
1: spring. Now, the summer, the summer, uh, some of the summer are a 31. It's a lot like the spring, uh-huh. but we have some that are not. So, we have our um, beets, bell peppers, apples, mm-hmm. apricots, um, blackberries, blueberries, cantaloupe, carrots, cherries, corn, cucumbers, eggplant green beans, your honeydew melon, lemons, llama beans, limes, mangoes, okra, peaches, mm-hmm. plums, raspberries, strawberries, summer squash, mm. tomatoes, tamales, watermelon, and zucchini.
0: Mm, interesting. Corn. They said corn is fake. Why do they say corn is fake?
1: Okay, a lot of people say that corn is fake. Okay, so it's not fake, but the government had to they had to kind of make corn, right? Mm. But they didn't make it. It's not like they made it last year. Okay. You know? It's been around forever. hmm So, I mean, it's a starch. Okay. I mean, corn is a starch. I mean, they say it's good for you. It provides some type of nutrients. hmm But, um, yeah, we would have to read the story on that.
0: Yeah.
1: About well, a while ago, I know it was um, manifest. I want to say manufactured, but it was grown.
0: Mm. It
1: came apart. It came about.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good.
1: Right. So you want to get all your spring vegetables, you know. Make sure you get all your spring vegetables so you Mm -hmm. can get ready to do a detox fast. I'm offering a detox fast, um, a three-day detox for $130, and that's 10 juices, And all green juices, different varieties. And if you're interested, you can go on my website at www.healthyselfinc.com.
0: Yes, go get her juices. I tell you, I miss the juices, Tamisha. I wish she was here in New York. I know, I'm, I'm trying to work it out I'm going to yeah, work it out, yeah, that out. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, you gotta taste her juice And I always um, Talk about your green juice Because I hate green juices Because they taste so nasty but always say that, they are
1: so good
0: But they when so I tasted good. yours to me so I was like, yo, this is the best green juice ever <laughs> I mean, I don't that. know what you do to it But it do not taste like No vegetables <laughs> at all is in there Like, seriously so speaking I can take it like in two casual. sips and be done that's that magic. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of the greens. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't care what juice I go to. It's just like, I'm like, oh, like, you just force yourself, you force yourself to drink the juice. You know what I'm saying? Because you know it's good for you so you just force yourself to drink it. Like, oh, so nasty, so nasty, so right, nasty. And that was,
1: that's my thing. I want people to, when you drink it, I don't want you to be forced to drink it. I want you yeah. to drink it because it tastes good and so now you're even happy because you're like, wow, I can do this. I can really work on well, my nutrition, I could really do this detox, I could do this juice fast, because the juices are good. Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, I can't, you know, you kind of be a little discouraged, and you don't want to drink them, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just had point. a green juice to me, that I just, took me about three hours to drink that one green juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, no. That's <laughs> not good. <laughs> With yours, I drink it like in two minutes, I'm done, like, okay, I'm good.
1: Yes, I'm working and- on it. I'm working on it, girl. I'm working on yes. it. I'm Yes,
0: to have them at your doorstep. Yes, and I, and I'm not saying that because it's you. I know, nasty. I will tell you, Tamisha, sure she is nasty. You
1: told me that the first time. The first time God she met me, she said to me, "Yes,
0: if these juices were nasty, I would tell you." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I know. I know you're telling the truth.
0: <laughs> oh man! So forget her detox plan. It's great. I did it. It's amazing. You will feel so energized, so refreshed afterwards. It's worth it. It's Don't worry about not eating. Just worry about the, the end result. Let's say that. Yes. Tell you.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is awesome, guys. So moving on to our topics here, we have discrimination on black people in real estate. Mm. So U.S. News on March 8th, black couples settled lawsuit after... Uh, value of their California house allegedly soared when a white friend pretended to be the owner. Paul Whoa. Austin and Tanisha, this is crazy. Whoa. T- Austin said in Marin City, which is in California, evidence was valued at nine
0: ninety-five k
1: for a white friend pretended to be an owner and received one
0: point four eight million.
1: And, you know, you think of it, you said, you know, even decades after the Fair Housing Act of 1968, we still find evidence of housing discrimination.
0: Wow. I'm a real estate agent, too, and it's just so messed up how we get treated. And that is the truth. That do really happen. It really does happen.
1: It really does happen. And, you know, what what was really even so sad is that the Austins, they had to move evidence that identified them as a Black family. Inside their house, which they mentioned that it was a retching experience, and their white friends posed as the owner and displayed their family photos in the house, according to the statement by the Fair Housing Advocates of North California, North, excuse me, California which backed the couple's lawsuit. So they had to really take all their photos and everything out of their house, let their white friend put it in, just so they could get a higher appraisal
0: rate on the house. Wow. Wow. So you had to think about these other homes that was um, sold by, you know, black yes. folks, you yes. know, they was probably just lowballed. Right. They were said that,
1: you know, within the black community, it's not something that's unheard of. Either we get high mortgages or we get low appraisals or lower rate when it's time for us to sell our homes. Wow. And
0: now you wondering, too, did you get lowballed? you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I did. You know, I'm just going to be honest. Later on, Mm -hmm. after I looked at some things, I did. And then the same thing kicked back into me. And then, you know, Bae was like, wow, it it, it turned out because, yes, I was a black woman.
2: (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to
1: say that's what it is. You know, a couple of things went down with them and I learned a lot. I learned A a lot. I really did. And I mean, I, I wouldn't, I would feel bad. I wouldn't want my white friend to pose for me. You know, right. we shouldn't even have to do that. You know, this is my house. I'm selling it, you know, and I should get the same value. I shouldn't have to go on, go in and put on, you know, a, a charade.
0: Right.
1: You know, a right. you know, that's horrible.
0: Wow. And, you know, being in real estate, I just see it all the time. All the time. Even when they, like... Going to the office, you just see them like, oh, okay, another one. Like, you just, <laughs> you just see it all the time. <laughs> and it's so sad. It is it's sad. So sad. And we have to just have like the lower end of the stick all the time of everything. Right. Board.
1: That's, yes, that's why we have to bring these things to the platform.
0: Yeah, we too. Yeah. And just and just support each other, you know? Wow. <gasps> Ooh, let's feed your so. Yes. What you feeling today, Tamisha? Well, everything I do today leads me to a better tomorrow. Mm, Yeah. I like that. I like that. So being in a relationship for many years doesn't mean it's a perfect relationship. It's not perfect. It's just that both people never gave up. Mm, I like that as well. That's That's it. So we wanna thank you all for listening today. Be safe out there. Have fun. And just enjoy your day. I'm Keisha B. I'm Tamisha Miller. It's the Snazzy Lifestyle Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend to follow, like, and share at the Snazzy Lifestyle Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Bye. Novi Essentials wants to make your bath time a relaxing and rejuvenating routine with their handmade organic vegan essentials. Novi Essentials offers premium quality bar soaps and personal care products for daily use as well as those mini staycations and home spa experiences. Finally, a product that is affordable and all natural. Start your experience today at NoviEssentials.com That's NoviEssentials.com to learn more about their products and also sign up for their subscription service. Novi Essentials, creating your spa experience at home it's the snazzy lifestyle with keisha b and tamisha miller every monday at 6 a.m